Hi guys, welcome back. This is Terminal 234. I am Dolapo and we have Faye here with us. Yes, Faye. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have Faye here with you. Um, I, I'm not used to my name being said for me, but we'll go with it. I like that you started the episode though. I see what you did there. Yeah, I decided to start it, but then I don't know if you caught like 70% of the way. I was like, oh, I've never been here before. What am I doing? Exactly. It's not so easy, is it? <laughs> I mean, if I did it every episode, it would be easy, but you know. <laughs> I suppose. I honestly feel like I wish we could just like jump in. Like, can we just skip introductions? <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, I'm... we probably could because we are the same people on every episode. Every and if you're listening episode. to this episode, like you probably know who's here and... If you don't, you can go listen to the hundred other episodes that mm-hmm. we introduce ourselves. So Oops. I'm not mad at us not doing that. I think I'm trying to think. Other podcasts I listen to, some of them introduce themselves. No, I a feel lot like the other don't. ones that I listen to that don't do eventually. So I don't listen to JPP anymore. Is it J- JPP? Okay, the Joe Budden podcast. But like, why, I why are we doing? Would, <laughs> <laughs> I remember, but I remember they would be like. I don't know, 10 minutes in sometimes. And then they're like, oh, wait, like, let's drop the little memoriam uh-huh. out. All that shit. But um, I don't really know any that literally do not, like, do some sort of, like, official start to their show. But yeah. anyway. It's probably one of those things, too. Like, after you listen for a while, like, at least for me, I probably just automatically, like, tune it out. Tune out, exactly. So they probably always introduce themselves. But because I know them, I don't care at all and don't listen to that. I do want to mention, though, you briefly said something about 100 episodes, and I'm like, we might be getting there. I don't think yeah, we're there yet. I just yet, made up a number, but um, we probably there are there. Soon. Yeah, we're probably really close because, yeah, we're really terrible at doing, like, all the podcasts and stuff of, like, you know, celebrating your milestones, yeah. number of listens, number uh-huh. of episodes. Like, we're, um, in that sense, we're really bad podcasters because we, we don't are. actually be doing that. Like, we I feel are, like we yeah. tried to do like maybe our first season or something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I don't think we ever came back to be like, "Oh, this is episode twenty. This is episode thirty. Now yeah. we have this many listens." And yeah. Maybe um, towards the end of this the season, maybe we'll take yeah, a moment maybe. to be like, "This is how many episodes we have, and yeah. you know, we've hit this many listens, oh. and blah 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 blah." Yeah, maybe we should. I mean, given it is like a time capsule-esque season, it would kind of make sense, honestly. Yeah, we're going to be like, oh, we have a thousand listens, lifetime. And then like in 10 years, we're going to be like, oh, wow, we never thought we would get to a million. We don't know how this happened. (laughs) I feel like we might honestly have more than a thousand. Given Oh, no, we should have. Well, let me not say anything because I don't know. But yeah, we, we, we have, you know, we have pretty good numbers. Not... Not bad. Numbers don't drive us, which is obviously why we don't take all that time to right. look at them and celebrate them. Um, but, you know, shout out to the people that listen to every episode and to the people that listen to an episode once in a blue moon. We appreciate mm-hmm. all of you. Um, mm-hmm. Let's do some quick hits. Let's get into yeah. the episode a little bit. Um, don't know if you guys are aware, but we were going to start off with some tennis stuff, right? Uh, mm-hmm. U.S. Open just concluded today. Um, today being the day that we're recording, so you guys can figure it out, you know, a little <laughs> little nugget for you. Um, but yeah, US Open concluded today. Uh Djokovic won his twenty-fourth Grand Slam. Um, mm. shout out to him. He celebrated by wearing a Mamba shirt with him and Kobe on the front, with twenty-four on the back. Um, and you know, just old man doing it for the old men. So shout out to him, one of the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Um Arguably number one. I know it's going to be really hard for people to see him as number one, but his numbers and stats and all that stuff, like, he's literally, yeah, he's there. Um, Um, Are you a big tennis fan? No, I think you know that, but admittedly, I I don't know that. I don't know that you're, well, let me not say big. Big is, I'm not a big tennis fan, but are you a fan at all? Not really. I just happen to follow it, much like many other things. Like, I somehow be following all the sports, like, knowing, like, at least elementary level for all of them, but um, mm-hmm. I don't follow super intimately. I definitely don't watch any of the matches. My dad is definitely more of an active fan of tennis. Like he'll mm-hmm. watch, I've seen him watch um, matches all the time growing up. Anyway, still all that to say, I am familiar with Jokovic just because he is that amazing. I- I'm familiar of him though off the court as well. I 
feel like a lot of times the reason it's arguable in terms of his greatness is because people don't like him so much from what I understand, or he's very polarizing, you know? So I feel like it's less unanimous in terms of people wanting to back him for greatest of all time. But based on the titles and what I know of him to have um, achieved, I, I do think it might be a fair game to call him the GOAT of tennis, um, male-wise. But I don't know. I'll leave it for yeah. the tennis experts to decide. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's definitely up there. I'm not a tennis expert, but I know that he's up there, um, along with Federer and Nadal, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. to me, I think that's more of the reason that's, why it's yeah. like... It's not just him. There's like mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but shout out to him for winning. Yeah, I was going to say Coco Golf won her first major tournament. Um, she's, I believe she's still a teenager, which I yeah, find hard to believe. So I feel like we've known about her for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, shout out to her. She was very gracious and victory, just very well spoken for her age. Um, everything, everything about her tournament win has been incredible. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, we're celebrating her. Um, a young black queen winning it and doing it for us um, is really cool. She was obviously very inspired by the Williams sister. And she's, you know, she's just given a lot of love and credit to like them, to her family, her dad, mm-hmm. her mom, like everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's nice. It's nice to see someone win it where you haven't had a chance to, quote unquote, have any reason to hate on them or hate them. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like just it feels really pure in in some kind of weird way. So shout out to, shout out to Coco. Yeah. It's pretty iconic. Yeah. And her being a teen definitely makes it that much more, um, I don't know, compelling. Like, wow. Like at that age, you accomplish such a major thing, but I feel like that happens to be the case with most major sports. A lot of times some of our faves, like, you know, Naomi of the past, Naomi Osaka of the recent past and, others in other sports they they tend to be pretty young (laughs) doing these big things yeah Um, yeah i mean i think there's a in in sports especially like there's a level of like greatness that you can reach at a really young age mm -hmm. um and it's of course really fun and exciting to see because we project that out and we just think like yo if she's doing this now she's gonna be here like of course, it doesn't. It's not right? It's not You can't calculate it. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many random things are gonna happen. Um, but it's really fun and exciting to just dream and imagine, but also to just enjoy the moment of like, yeah, Damn, this girl really did it. Like right now, um, yeah, that's pretty pretty impressive. Um, speaking of another woman's sports a lot of sports this quick gets is all about sports which you know like makes me happy obviously guys like sports 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 till you die um the the women's fifa world cup actually just happened Mm, like with i feel like just as generous i feel like a few weeks have passed now but okay fair enough (laughs) it just happened yeah if you want to take time to argue about the word just like i I will let you do that but yeah it, it just you know it just happened not too long ago, um, and we haven't gotten a chance to talk about the big scandal that happened right at the end of it. Um, mm-hmm. So Spain won the World Cup. They were not supposed to win the World Cup. They were not favorites in any way. They came out of nowhere, as far as you know, I can tell. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to follow the World Cup uh, myself, so I really can't speak too much to like the players and everything. But I know that it was a really big win for the country of Spain and for that whole you know soccer federation because they put a lot of time and effort into it. I mean. Before the tournament, I think they had a lot of the best players didn't actually play because there was some mm-hmm. type of like protest or something that I actually don't even know what they were protesting. But like, I think it might have been pay. Um, don't quote me though. But either way, they were they were in disarray and they somehow won the World Cup. So it was a pretty crazy moment. Um, in the moment of celebration, the president of the Spanish team, um, the guy that's like essentially the boss of all these players and the coaches as well um grabbed the star player and laid a big kiss on her like a Mm -hmm. lip on lip like i'm so happy celebration kiss um and of course what happened right after was in the moment it was not really anything like at least there it was just like we're celebrating we're happy of course i'm sure a lot of people seen on tv were like cringe (laughs) right like uh that doesn't feel right that doesn't look right why did you mess up our happiness with this like weird thing that we didn't need to see happen at all um i believe the player at first and i'm I'm so sorry i don't have her name i should actually have it pulled up um at first she was like 
oh, no big deal. Like, I'm not worried about it. Um, but then, of course, mountain pressure from the outside world of, like, that's assault. That's harassment. Like, you can't actually kiss a player that is technically, that you pay, that you technically pay. Um, you can't do that. Um, and, you know, just all that stuff that comes with it. Like, she's a woman. You're a man. Would it be the same thing if it was a man? We can never know, but more than likely, no. I've never seen any World Cup celebrations that I can remember. I've never seen, like, a team president kiss a player, like, no matter how happy they were. Not Mm -hmm. on the lips. They might kiss them on the forehead. You know, like, they might do all kinds of other kinds of kisses, but never anything that would be even remotely considered sexual in any way. Um, so that battle has been going on. The um, Luis Rubiales is his name. He said he's not backing down. He's not stepping down. He's not leaving. He's going to be there forever. Nobody's going to bully him out of his position. Um, to cut the long story short, after a few weeks, as of today, he has officially said that he is going to resign, which is what everybody was calling for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought it was a really, really crazy story, especially with him refusing to back down because we're so used to situations yeah. like this where like the person accused at least in something that's so public mm-hmm. will apologize or you know like just yeah. actually show some level of like humility he took the opposite route like just yeah. no i'm gonna double down i didn't do anything wrong in fact she kissed me <laughs> like he actually said like oh, it was kind of wild. oh yeah he that said part. that she's the one that initiated the kiss oh. like he was like not backing down. I'm gonna fight till the end. We die on the line. I see. Um, I mean, I saw that she said that the kiss was unwanted, but I thought that was just part of the investigation slash like the start of the whole rigmarole. I didn't know it was potentially like her side against his. Like I did not want it in him saying the opposite. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, it was a pretty crazy story. Watching from the sidelines, I was just like, what in the world? Like you said, this is very unprecedented, at least for. For me, I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, him resigning is definitely for the best for everyone. I don't see how he thought he could get out of this. It's, like you said, it was such a public ordeal that I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what there is to fight against. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think it's one of those things that he just had, like, a really powerful position and just mm-hmm. felt like he could use his power to so, make it go away. Um, And I also think that he, like I said, probably in the moment and probably right after the moment, like he didn't think of that of like, oh man, I just fucked up. Like, I don't think that Mm -hmm. really crossed his mind until Mm -hmm. the backlash. So for him, and also, like I said, I don't think the player reacted that way either. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. think she reacted like, oh my God, I've just been harassed or assaulted. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think that was her initial reaction because I think she was just truly in the moment and yeah. celebrating and being happy and like yeah. it was like maybe just a weird thing that happened but she was she was on to the next thing like yeah. celebrating her big accomplishment in her life like she wasn't gonna let that be the highlight of her day or her mm-hmm. night um, oh, yeah, and I've like, been there before where like in the moment and doing something like that's kind of like celebrating something or just actively enjoying something whatever it is that's kind of your only focus. And then uh-huh. you leave that situation and you reflect and you're like, wait, that person did that. That was kind of weird. What is uh-huh. You know, like in the moment she wasn't about to, you know, stop her vibe, apparently. Yeah. Um, some others might've, but in her case she didn't. And I'm sure she went home after and was like, hmm. <laughs> Especially again, considering it was caught on camera uh-huh. for her to see, she's probably like, fuck what the hell was that about so yeah anyway and i also think like it goes to just like what was super interesting to me um as opposed to just his reaction was also just the the complexity of what like when we talk about like sexual harassment right like the complexity of it in a sense that something that could appear innocent or something that could be intention as an innocent action can indeed be sexual harassment especially when you think of like the workplace right that's why like kind of put all the stuff of like, yo, like he's the team president. Like she works for him in a mm-hmm. sense. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's just, you just can't do that. Like imagine going to work and whatever project <laughs> you're working on, you close a big project and your boss like kisses you. You're like, what's mm-hmm. like, where, where's that done? You know, like that's not done anywhere. Yeah, like, that's completely weird. And like when you put it in the office, it makes it very obvious that like, oh, 
well, that can't happen. But because <laughs> yeah. it's sports, it's fi- like it's on a field, it's out there. Like we almost think of it as a different world when yeah. it shouldn't because it's still a workplace. Like she went to yeah. work and her boss kissed her that day. And she like, what? <laughs> she didn't ask for a kiss. Like it was, it was mean, just I a think weird the, thing. The thing I did think about um, was that I, I know in some cases, like people do kiss each other platonically. Because I remember one of my favorite shows back in the day was Big Little Lies. And um, Nicole Kidman and, oh, I can't remember his first name, but his last name is Skarsgård. Peter Skarsgård are in that show together. And Uh they play husband and wife. And I remember when I think she's the one that won an award. Let's assume it was an Emmy or Golden Globe or something for the show. I remember when she was about to walk up to accept she kissed it or he kissed her. They kissed each other, I guess, uh-huh. on the lips. And I remember it being a thing where, you know, media covered it. I looked at it like, because hmm, I believe they're both married. I know for a fact she is. I'm not sure about him, but I do think he's married. Uh-huh. I was like, huh. But I guess like, I was like, okay, I guess like, again, like maybe that's just for them. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> like that's just the normality for them. But um, I said, I said that to say, I guess maybe in some world I was just like, I suppose maybe he could imagine that that's normal based on his culture or Uh however he conducts himself or whatever he does with other people in his life. But to your point, you know, like you said, when it becomes a work, like boss, like, you know, employee kind of dynamic, you can't really bring in your personal, whatever you do in your day to day Uh into that dynamic. Like you, like you're kind of, alluding to you should just know better you should Um, know better and you should be really careful like you said like it's very complex right like i'm always willing to give like a little bit of like yo it's complicated it's complex it's not so simple Mm -hmm. i think the biggest mistake he made outside of actually kissing her right was he then like doubled down yeah he didn't take the position of like oh like i didn't mean to offend Mm -hmm. and i did it in this way Mm -hmm. like i think if he went that way he probably wouldn't have had to resign like he probably would just like it would have been a moment to learn for the whole world as opposed to like a fight Mm -hmm. he made it a fight when it didn't have to be a fight Um, right so you know shout out to him on his next um next ventures whatever whatever he does next Um, yeah it's always interesting with stories like this like it's such a huge sensationalized story for however many weeks at a time and then for me i a lot of times i don't look into what happened with that one guy (laughs) that was because yeah because we didn't know him before so we only literally only know him because of the kids so we're not going to care about him afterwards um So okay, so that that that's a little bit of our sports, 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 sports. We're having breakout. trouble with words today, clearly. <laughs> um, um, but yeah. yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's make the the next few hits quick. <laughs> you know, as the title of the segment would suggest. Um, not to obviously um, blow through them because there are pretty tragic and massive events. Um, They're pretty sad and do deserve our time. Um, but yeah, the first one being the one that happened um, a little while ago, um, a couple weeks ago now in Hawaii. Um, unfortunately, there was a huge wildfire. Again, with the words today, <laughs> huge wild. <laughs> what the hell? Huge wildfire. Um, that yeah, unfortunately resulted in hundreds of people dying. Uh, for what I understand of the situation, it started because of um, like electrical wiring of uh-huh. some sort in very dry um, environmental circumstances, and then it became a huge fire in a in a pretty uncontainable and super super quickly spreading way, like. Uh-huh. Where nobody was prepared for it. It wasn't like, oh, it was coming in from farther out. It was pretty close to um, where people reside. Um, And yeah, unfortunately, there's been talks of it could have been handled way better in terms of there's an alarm system, for instance, in Hawaii, typically used for the likes of tsunamis. But people say that it should have been rang in this case to alert people because, again, it wasn't like there had been enough time for news coverage to have been widespread and things like that. Like they didn't know a lot of times people didn't know they were just home and they were met with fire at their door. So yeah. Anyway, all that to say, 
hundreds of people passed away, unfortunately, and it's a massive, massive, um, massively, I guess I should say, devastating um, situation that I'm sure Hawaii uh-huh. will be trying to patch up for years to come. Yeah, no, our thoughts and prayers are with everyone that um, suffered through that, everyone that knows anyone, and just the entire island, um, all the islands, even though it was on one specific island, but just mm-hmm. everyone there affected. Thoughts and prior- prayers are with them. Um, there's also an earthquake um, in Morocco. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, same thing, a lot of damage, a lot of just, you know, you, you know what happens when these natural disasters happen. It's one of the things that we wish and pray didn't happen. We wish we had some control over. And, you know, I know, like, like you said, people are going to go back and investigate and figure out like, how could we have Mm -hmm. um, lessened the blow? Um, But in the end, we're just sending our thoughts and prayers and just sympathizing with everyone that is going through those really, really tough situations. Mm Because we can't even imagine. We can't even imagine. Um, Yeah. No, it's, it never gets less jarring opening my phone and, you know, wherever I'm seeing the news, whether it's Twitter or an alert in my email or whatever it might be that like a thousand people just died because of a, you know, a random act of God, essentially, Mm -hmm. as they call it. Um, So yeah, super, super sad, but thoughts and prayers, like you said. Mm -hmm. Thoughts and prayers that we move. Hopefully um, people can recover and live happy lives as much as that's possible. Um, mm-hmm. On a happier um, note, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, sorry, on one more sad note, there was also a, um, a situation in South um, Africa. It wasn't a natural disaster, but it was a building that I believe it was fire. Hmm. Do you remember? Do you know this? No, I think I'm actually unaware of this. Oh, no, really? Okay, in South um, Africa, yeah, there was a unfortunate, again, in terms of, large death toll, um, literally stories of people jumping off the um, Mm. side of the building to try and get away from what was going on inside. So another case of a sad story in another place in the world, like it's, you know, a reminder that nobody is safe, essentially, like it can happen anywhere at any time. Um, But, you know, I guess that is life for us, right? Anyway, let's get into the happier news, like you were saying, though. Yeah, yeah, no. Happy, happy news or happier news. Happier um, news. Shout yeah. out to Rema. His song "Calm Down" that he did the remix with Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez um, has yeah. officially hit one billion streams, which is mm-hmm. pretty crazy. Um, yeah, pretty. I mean, ridiculous. I don't even know what that means, honestly. Pretty unfathomable. I yeah. can't wrap my mind around that. So, shout out to him and Do you like all the, the Selena money. Version? Um, no, I don't like listen to Selena Y'all Gomez. Are like, I like what's... the Selena version. All of you yeah. guys that be I mean, that he made that version for why... people like you. Like, he didn't make it for like, nah. I li- okay, I listened to the pre Selena version. Okay, so get it right. I listened to it then. And then when Selena joined, I was happy to hear her too. I just feel like you guys are haters. And he made a good move, clearly, hence why we're celebrating. I mean, he made the move to get the streams. Like, we know that. That was not an artistic decision. Like, we understand this. We've talked about this when the artists go, like, they get Justin Bieber. Like, we know what okay, that's you about. Know the, the thing is, I will be honest, I, I, I'm i going to say I'm the number one hater when it comes to the crossover features. Like, I tend to not like them. Like, you're saying with the Justin Bieber on Essence, like, I'm like, at that point, Essence was as big as it gets. I'm like, we don't even need this. Like, you don't even need this to get this to the, another level. Like, so it actually did help, I don't think. Um, and yeah, I usually oh, it don't. Did. I don't. It definitely helped. I mean, I'm so, I'm, okay, you're right. It did. I, I guess I'm being a little bit... um again a hater but all that to say i did not enjoy it It didn't help to me musically i i actually genuinely be liking the selena i'd be dancing to the selena part of the song <laughs> anyway but yeah i don't like the ed sharon stuff i don't like the justin bieber stuff i don't know maybe i just like selena um so i made an exception for her case but anyway. i think that's what it is because yeah it's <laughs> I'm, yeah i have no reason to listen to her singing calm down <laughs> I'm, I'm good <laughs> the original was fine um let's do tunes of the week right i think we're talking music we might as well hop right into that um yeah. go ahead and let us know what you're listening to right now oh um 
I wasn't super prepared. I haven't really been listening to music, so I'll give you guys a book, maybe an audiobook. Well, okay. actually, before I do that, I'm sorry. Now that I think about it, I have been listening to Victoria Monet's album, Jaguar 2. Um, I think last episode I told you guys about On My Mom, I Love. That's on. Still, my do, still <laughs> listen to it all the you time. You look fly. Oh, now, you, now you've heard it? You Since look good. Then? Is it because I told you to listen? Probably not. You never take my recommendations. But. Um, That's not true. But yes, I did listen to it. Like I told you then, I already had it on my list of things I need to listen uh-huh. to. Uh-huh. So when I got the opportunity to, I listened to it. I'm like, oh, like this is an easily likable song. Like, yes. Honestly, it's a cheat code. Like, you, I don't it know. Is. Like I just listen to so many songs. And I'm just like, this is just so like, I don't want to say it's so simple because obviously not just anyone uh-huh. could do it. Uh-huh. But yeah. it's like, Oh um, my! Like yo, come on. like we already know. We already know that. Classic. So we uh-huh. know that's gonna work. You just have to. No, know but I I will say sometimes you think like you've you've heard it in the past where you know the person that does a lot hit boy is the producer that does it a lot does like the flip on the classics and I remember I can't remember the song but I remember him having a song with um Myth Meal where I was like oh that's supposed to have worked given the classic that you mm-hmm. flipped but it just didn't it doesn't always hit but anyway um. Victoria is amazing. I loved, I love, not loved, I love the album. There's a few songs y'all have to run to listen to. I love All Right. I love How Does It Make You Feel. And I love I'm the One. Those are so good. On top of On My Mama. But honestly, the whole project. Give it a listen. Um, anyway, but like I was saying, I have an audiobook as well. Um, there's a book called... I finished it about a week ago. That's why it's escaping me right now. It's called, it's called, it's called, oh, Demon Copperhead. It's amazing, y'all. I mean, it's it's different in the sense that, like, I don't know that the people that listen to our podcast would typically listen to this book, but it's about um, a boy turned man. Like, it follows his life um, up until his current age. Um, that's from rural, small America, the Appalachian region, to be specific, he's gone through a very storied life so far, and it's still going. But you know, it involves like childhood poverty, childhood labor. Um, Is it fiction issues. or nonfiction? It's fiction, but it reads like someone's memoir. It's so amazing to love. Like I need you to listen to it. It's so good. It's so tragic, but the 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 main narrator, obviously the protagonist is so funny in his way of like talking through his life and what he's gone through. And it's hugely touches on addiction, which is a topic I've always been interested in. I've watched a million documentaries about it and it's just so good in my opinion. So I think you all should go listen. And if you like it, please tell me, like come find me. I don't know a single person in my life that's read it. So I need to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, check that out, guys. I can't tell you that it's good because I've not listened to it, but you know, <laughs> trust Faye. Faye would not lead you wrong. Thanks. Hey, all like the nicest thing Olaf has ever said about me. He doesn't do that <laughs> often, so I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> but she just always listened to Selena Gomez, so you know. <laughs> With a pinch of salt. <laughs> I know. I okay. I you could tell by the way I discussed it though that I kind of I it is a guilty pleasure. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, no, no. Definitely get that vibe. Um, for me, I'm not listening to no books, but a song slash not even a song, just an album that everyone should listen to. Um, Burna Boy has an album called Big Seven. Mm-hmm. A song I really like on there. Now I like all the songs, honestly. But a song I really like at the moment is Cheat On Me featuring Dave. Um, mm. As you guys probably know love now, Dave. I love everything that Dave does. So mm-hmm. this is no different. Um, and yeah, it's just a fire song, man. Like, it's actually a really good song. Like, it's, yeah, listen listen to the entire album. Like, I know Bruno mm. Boy was acting a little bit crazy. We should have <laughs> talked about that. His, like, him calling to all, all of Afro beats because he just wants somebody to fight. But, like... Mm. Outside of that, you know, outside of him being angry about the thanks that he gets, um, it's a really good album. My sister hit the sibling chat like, y'all got to go listen. Um, for the summer, we had a like running joke that you wake up and go to bed listening to Asha Kaya. She's like, I think Burnham might have an album worth doing that too. So I, I need to make good on um, what she told me to do and what you just told me to. Yeah, no, it's a, really, it's a really good album. I mean, like, okay. there's... It's very... 
burner boy and that it has everything on there um it's a mix of everything and it flows really well and it's just it just it just it feels effortless um okay. which is how i think of burner boy even though i know it's not effortless yeah yeah, um, yeah. but you know it just feels like yeah he just went to studio and he's just like let me just do this real quick and like i was like damn oh, for that's sure. crazy listen. Oh, for so, sure. listen. i'll yeah. start with the dave song just because um you know, we love Dave here, and you say it's a really good song, but I'll I like for the song a lot. sure yeah. listen to the album. That's a good song. That's a good song. All right. All right. So last episode, um, we talked about the journey, right? We talked about our journey and the wins and all the things that have gotten us to where we are now. And but one of the things we also hit on was the idea of the destination, right? Um, a journey is only a journey until there's a destination. I had a really smart thing in my head that didn't come out well. <laughs> wait, do it halfway through it, you're like, wait, where am I going? <laughs> <laughs> but now, like, you can't have a journey without a destination. I think that's what I want to say. <laughs> like, you need a destination. Whatever your journey is, like, you're trying to get somewhere, right? So we're going to talk about destinations and where we want to be, where we're trying to get to. And hopefully you guys hear it and it makes sense. Hopefully some of it connects with you. So I think the the, the question really is like, what is the destination? Everyone's destination is different. Um, so I think for me, um, and we're going to call this like a five-year destination. Um, but no, I think that for me, my five-year destination. Real quick. In five years, it's going to be 2028, my guy. Yes. You are going to be how old? I'm going to be 37 going on 38. 37 going on 38 in the year 2028. Okay. So yes. with that in mind, please go ahead. So with that in mind, <laughs> I'm going to start off with what I think I would want my life to be, what I want my life to be, not what I think, what I want it to be okay. um, from where I am now. Okay. Right. Of course, anything can happen in between and things change. Sometimes you reroute, you know, change the GPS destination. But right now, like I would love to be married I would love to have started a family, um, you know, one kid, two kid, three kids, four, you know, like, I would not realistically, like, I would like to be in the process of starting my own family. Um, I think that I would like to be comfortable um, from a financial sense, but also like just in a personal sense. And in terms of being comfortable with who I am, I don't think you're ever as a person, a hundred percent comfortable with who you are. Cause you're always exploring and always finding out more about yourself, but I would like to be way more comfortable than I am now. Um, that's probably something that only I can really take stock of, but I want to be able to take stock of it and look back and be like, yo, like five years ago, like, yeah, nah, I'm, yeah. I'm super, confident and comfortable in who I am compared to how I used to be. Um, definitely want to be comfortable financially, right? Like I want to have, I want to have a few houses. I want to have, I don't care so much for having a bunch of cars, but I want to have whatever car I feel like having. And I want to be comfortable with it. Like, I don't want it to be like, yo, I'm barely surviving with this Mercedes. Like, I don't want that. Like, I want to have what I have and be able to live a life that is, comfortable right like i want to be able to get the things that i want like i don't want to have to think twice about it like i want to be like oh i want to go to japan next month like okay like we out let's go like that's it like i want it to be like that that's how i want my life to be um i want my life to be fun like i want to legit enjoy every day um doesn't mean i'm doing crazy wild things it just means that every day is a pleasant day because i'm happy with where i'm at i just want to be winning i want to feel like i'm winning i want to actually be winning and I want to be building and building and building. So that's in a very short sense where I want my des- what I want my destination to be. Just like the, you know, sky sky view of my destination. Mm-hmm. The very big things you're gonna see immediately. Yeah. Um, what are your What are your thoughts? Um, my thoughts are that I agree one thousand percent at the at the foundation of what I want my future to be. It's about being happy, content. Um, and thriving, just secure with where I'm at. Um, like the the stressors that life inevitably delivers you would be dwarfed by like, you know, my general situation. Like what's going on in that current time is generally happy and provides me contentment. That's just my simple answer. That's the long and short of it all, you know? 
I've always felt like there's something that's kind of at a distance from me, and that is feeling rooted and anchored in something. You know, I, I, mm. I guess I wouldn't say that it's always been distant from me because I suppose, you know, much like many others um, of my age group, like for most of our lives at this point, we've been pursuing school slash a career, right? Whether it's mm-hmm. your second degree slash the job of your dreams, da, da, da. like that's kind of what my life has been rooted in for a long time. And I feel like I'm ready to evolve to the next piece of my life where I'm anchored in a family, much like yourself. And I feel like I'm rooted in like seeing my children grow up and being the best that they can be or seeing my partner thrive and, you know, introducing only, I mean, it's impossible to be like rainbows and sunshine all the time, but introducing like something into their life that is nothing but better than where their life was prior. You know, that's the kind of partner mm-hmm. I want to be. Um, so yeah, like I'm, I'm hoping that that's my ultimate destination because I feel like inevitably the person that I am will always feel fulfilled in like the more productive elements of my life. Um, and that's more within my control. Um, the other half that's less in my control is the part that like unnerves me a little bit more. Like who's to say I will find the right partner match slash I will start that family in this, you know, next five years. At that point, I'll be 32. And so, or actually 33. So like, I'm hoping that I, I can listen back to this and be like, oh, everything you wanted is kind of what happened, but who knows, right? And I think that's the piece of future seeking that's worrisome to me. Less so like work stuff. Like, of course, I want to continue to elevate and like, um, and just do better, thrive more, you know, end up like excelling in my industry and um, have ever evolving goals that I'm always meeting and always growing. And I, 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 again, I have less anxiety about that and more anxiety about like this huge other element of my life that I really do want. Like, I really do want a family dynamic um, of my own creation. And I hope that happens. But yeah, that's again, pretty much my number one thing. And honestly, baked into all of that, at the foundation of all of that is in five years, and I'm listening back to this, I just want to be happy slash content. So I imagine that my career and my productive elements, as well as my home life, will contribute to that but who knows like who knows where I'll be at that point but wherever I am like I hope I'm happy and content so even if it means like partner hasn't been found yet or child hasn't been born yet or you know I'm still trying to achieve some sort of career goal I hope at the foundation of it all is that I'm happy and content as much as I can be you know like that life's Mm -hmm. stressors um are going to be superseded and dwarfed by like the fact that as a whole, I'm a happy person. That's the, that's the hope. That's the goal. Yeah, no. And I think that's like a really good, good way of describing the destination, right? Like I think that for everyone, the destination is a little bit different because we all have different specific things that we want, right? Like we might be saying we want families. There are people listening or people out there that don't necessarily want to start yeah. a family. They mm-hmm. don't have pets maybe they want to have a pet family mm-hmm. or people that like they want to work or people that are like oh i don't want to have to work or whatever that looks like for you everyone is different but i think that it, it really does boil down to being personally happy mm-hmm. and content right mm-hmm. um and along with that like i mentioned the destination can change that's the reason why is because what makes you happy can change mm-hmm. right like Right now, from where we are, we're saying the things that we think is going to make us happy mm-hmm. um, in five years. In a year, we might change our mind. Like, and be like, you know what? I thought I wanted to have kids. I thought that would make me happy. Yeah, exactly. I changed my mind. I don't think kids are going to make me happy. Well, I think I not having kids will make kids, me happy. Like you said, and <laughs> it's like four kids. Like, after <laughs> like this times four. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Like, that's it's completely normal. And it is part of the process like you have to constantly constantly be redefining that destination um but i think to just wrap up this conversation real quick um what do you think 
for you getting to your destination. So you talked about like some things that you feel like are in your control, some things that you feel like aren't as much in your control. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you had to pick like one thing, and it doesn't have to be the number one thing because it's on the spot, right? But if you had to pick one thing that you think is going to help you get to your destination, what do you think that would be? Um, I guess just continuing to be open, right? Like open to whatever opportunities there are and um, pursuing those opportunities in spite of any fear or anxiety I have. Like for instance, like um, I had a work trip like a couple weeks ago now and I wasn't looking forward to it, not because I wasn't looking forward to meet my um, colleagues and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is a week of being around my colleagues, like for extended mm-hmm. periods of time. And it's like, it was honestly a work retreat. So it's like, it wasn't like we had work too much work. Like we have like, you know, meetings and like, oh, goals for next year to just mm-hmm. help. But like, I'm like, oh, so a lot of the time I'm around these people are, is actually socializing and getting to know. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm not, I wasn't. I wasn't not looking forward to it, but I also wasn't looking forward to it, if that makes any sense. So mm-hmm. I think what helped me, though, was I was like, a couple of days before leaving, I was just like, you got to just chill, just surrender, just let it be. Whatever happens, happens. Like, what's the worst that can happen? But knowing me as a person, the worst is not going to happen. I'm gen- generally happy-go-lucky and get along with others. So I'm like, really, Faye, if you really think about it, chill out for a second. And um, that is exactly what I did. And I left feeling so enriched by the experience and feeling so connected because we all work remotely. So we ne- I don't have that opportunity mm-hmm. to connect with them like that. So anyway, long way of saying that was a way being open to like w- however that week was going to go ended up turning out really great, you know, like so just c- continuing mm-hmm. that sense of just being open. Don't let myself um, overthink or let my anxiety or worries about what could go wrong get the best of me. And I think having that mindset in a career um, environment, but also when it comes to relationships, potential relationships will do me a lot of good. Okay. Yeah, no, I like that. And I, I back and second that for (laughs) sure. That's going to help. And whatever your destination is out there, um, I'll just add a little bit at the end of it. Um, I think that for me, the one thing I would say that's going to help me get to my destination is to keep pushing, um, to keep pushing myself primarily, right? Keep pushing myself to get to my destination, to do the things that I have to do to get there. Um, sometimes I can be a laid back person, which, I always think of it as a positive, but I guess sometimes it can be a negative because you'd be too chill for your own good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for me, like the number one thing is just like, maybe not number one, but one of the most important things is to make sure I keep pushing myself and I keep my eyes um, and my focus on my destination so I can get there. Right. I, I don't think there's anything um, in my control anyway, that's going to stop me mm-hmm. other than me not going as hard as I can. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, and no, I think for everyone out there, um, whatever your destination is, we are with you. We support you. You can get there. You will get there. Keep going hard. And, you know, we'll see you guys at the destination, right? Like we said, five years, 20, uh, 2028, we're going to have a destination party. Like, Literally. yo, guys, we're at the destination. No, yo, guys, write do- it down. <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to do is literally it's going to be top of the year in 2028, like us sitting together, listening to this episode, like, oh, that happened. That happened. Oh, no, 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 that. <laughs> and we'll see. That should be cool. Um, but yeah, exactly. so I think we can, we can sign off. Now let's get into the conversation with our special guests for the week. Today we have Danielle with us as our special guest for the episode. Um, and so we're going to be having a discussion about our destinations, right? Um, particularly Danielle's, because at this point you would have heard what myself and Dalapo have to say on the topic. But um, yeah, I thought Danielle would be a great addition to this episode just because, I mean, um, myself and her actually went on a on a trip not too long ago. I mean, depends on who you're asking. A year plus <laughs> ago is kind of a while ago to some. But yeah, we went on a trip and I remembered conversations that we had had that seemed very introspective. 
to me. Um, and you, you know, mentioned like the books you were reading at the time and just how you're, you know, viewing life and your outlook on life. So I thought this would be a great topic for you, Danielle. Um, and so hence why you're here with us today. Um, and honestly, we can take this conversation every which way you would like. Um, we'll definitely follow your lead, but to begin, and how about you just introduce yourself? You can share, um, you know, whatever you would like to share. Just yeah. let the audience know who you're, who you are, and what you're all about. Thank you so much. I I just want to say thank you for having me on here. I um, thought like it was very nice of you that you thought about me. <laughs> I, I, I really enjoyed our conversations back in LA. Um, yeah, like that was that was really fun. And um, yeah, really thank you for thinking about me. Um, yeah, uh, let's see a little bit about myself. Um, my name is Danielle. I um, I guess I live in Maryland now. I don't guess, but I do live in Maryland now. I work <laughs> in DC. I work in DC. I grew up in North Carolina, also the Philippines a little bit, and then um, I went to school in Virginia. So I'm kind of like all over the place in terms of like when someone mm -hmm. asks me where I'm from. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a, a a lot of different places. Like what is it yeah. through me, you know, mm -hmm. like, yeah, like I developed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so then now I, uh, I work for the government. Um, uh, I don't know if I should be mentioning where I work. I mean, it's really not that big. No, no, that, yeah, no that's fine. <laughs> you know that's good. Yeah. You don't have to tell us too much. And yeah. I mean, I thought it was interesting that you said that, you know, you're essentially a mixed bag. A lot of what our podcast is about is the fact that, mm -hmm. you know, we're, um, we're we're definitely products of multiple different cultures and environments right. so um mm -hmm. we fit right in um but yeah no i mean like i mentioned we can take this conversation in so many different directions but mm -hmm. how about we could just start generally speaking like you know imagine yourself like five ten years down the line like um do you have like a specific really clear idea of what you hope your destination will be where you will be at the time I, I actually do. I actually do. Um, okay. Like, you know, as how much time it'll take. I'm not sure if it'll take five years, but mm. I'm hoping it won't take any more than five years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I am, I am um, uh, one to, uh, I'm an advocate for falling in love with the process, right? Because, mm. you know, your timeline, my timeline, or how, how long we think something should take doesn't necessarily always take that much time. Like for instance, like me getting into federal government, I'm like a permanent full-time employee. So um, being a 28 year old full-time employee in the government, that's like pretty, um, pretty like, I mean, it's, it's, it's few and far between. Um, mm -hmm. So like, even for me, when I, you know, finished my master's and I like stepped into that um, and that's a whole story too. When I stepped into that, um, it was like, it was like, whoa, like I didn't expect to be here so soon. So like, mm -hmm. kind of like my five-year plan was like, oh, like I've mm -hmm. arrived and it's only been like nine months since I graduated, yeah. like my master's. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was very interesting. Um, but so, you know, to answer your question, what do I, where do I see myself in five years? Since I am in in, in government now, um, I really want to like move around within the government. Um, so I did my master's in public health with this focus in global health. So my heart has always been kind of like for the nations, like really, um, honestly, just being in spaces where I can affect, um, yeah, like health programming or uh, honestly, just cultural sensitivity in health programming, because I think mm. um, one thing that I've noticed just across the board is that there's just this lack of just cultural awareness and cultural sensitivity mm. in in like the way things are implemented, the people that are heading it up, you know, like, mm -hmm. there's just not enough of it out there. So I really want to see myself in those spaces, um, whether um, and like my my long term goal really is to be in foreign service so like kind of like a diplomat um in mm. like for the u.s government so mm. it's kind of like oh, it's like a it's a it's a it's a dream of mine but yeah mm. <laughs> okay that's really okay. interesting that's um you know i think that it's always interesting when you talk to people and like they open up and share a little bit about what they're thinking and what they want um, mm -hmm. because it's like so many things that you kind of understand and see um but no when you were saying like you're your goal of wanting to be like really in the cultural cultural awareness of like the health field like I'm thinking like WHO 
Um, yeah. I'm sure there's other yeah. organizations, but that's the one I know. Yeah, but beyond like, you know, professional expectations for yourself, mm-hmm. do you have any other things? Um, and I mean, even be actually before that, let's like take it a step back again. Um, I would love to know why you think you're driven to like, be part of the public sector if you will and impact mm-hmm. um people in that way like do you feel like there's a particular reason you know you're driven to that type of work yeah um i is i think it's just been like kind of part of this divine calling i feel in my life i guess like ever since i was like let's see nine years old I always felt like, oh, like, I want to, I want to work, like, globally, I want to, like, you know, travel internationally, and um, from then, like, so I grew up in a, predom- uh, what is it, uh, well, actually, let me rewind, I grew up in a Christian, um, Christian home, I'm Christian, um, and I, uh, that's always been part of, like, kind of my, uh, yeah, like, my path, I, I, I feel like God has been calling me on, so, um, you know, just seeing, like, God's hand and and everything like just over the years, especially even how I got into government in the first place. Like a woman spilled coffee on my jacket on a train on the way to a temp job I got fired from. Right. So like this thing, think about like things that just like you know just kind of align um, itself, and and then I just found myself in this this with this opportunity, and it's not something that I was like you know, oh my gosh, I applied like for a hundred jobs and I got it. I didn't even apply mm-hmm. for the job that I have now. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a job that like, they were like, oh, like, yeah, I remember you. Are you still looking for a job? And like, you mm-hmm. know, just, yeah, it, it, it's a long story, but <laughs> um, but it, it's, it's it's been like, I feel like divine in that sense. Or I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, like, wow, like I'm here. Yeah. I hope I answered your question. I mean, no, I did. And as you described the fact that it's, almost divine in nature for you and that's almost been a thing that it sounds like has been a part of you since you can remember like as Mm -hmm. a little child if you will it sounds like your destination is kind of always going to be rooted in that you know like wherever you end up it's probably going to be tied back to this like divine calling as you say Um, yeah yeah that's very interesting so it sounds like you in a, in a sense, you've always kind of been on your way to this destination that you're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to ask you what Faye was, I think, was going to ask, which is mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. of the professional realm, right? Like, what do you see for you? Like, what is the destination, which is, of course, like this mythical thing? Yeah. I don't know if it exists, mm-hmm. right? But for you, what does the destination look like? So, like, okay, we got it, like, professional career-wise, mm-hmm. kind of laid that out, Um outside of that right because that's one part of life yeah outside of that what does that look like for you yeah um so like you know um not not dating anyone not like um how do I say uh yeah just like chilling right now um like you know in the next five years I mean if God brings me that person then hey that's awesome (laughs) um but I think like I'm always about like just building like whether it's with someone or not like building my legacy, um, you know, um, and like, honestly, building my community, that's something that I've been really focused on in the last year and a half. It's just like, really, like, um, yeah, like investing in in a community, like, I, for a long time, I didn't really go to church, it's because like, I had like my little like, church trauma of sorts like I was mm-hmm. like oh, I think I almost joined a cult on accident like I was like oh my god, oh, god. Like, <laughs> no like, that uh, that is a podcast episode what <laughs> I was like yeah no really I would love to talk about it one day because honestly they need to be exposed uh, like mm, and they, they were just they were just preaching a different gospel and for me I was mm. just like hey that's um that's not that's not <laughs> that's not the same god <laughs> I know so I was really like just taken aback and kind of just like took my space. Um, like, you know, um, several years later, I started attending a church again um, and really just like, you know, like the thing I noticed a pattern in my own self, like, oh, the people I was dating, like didn't have community, didn't really, um, what is it? We're kind of like lone wolves. Mm-hmm. And I noticed like about myself, like I'm kind of like a lone wolf. Like mm-hmm. I was like, oh. Oh, that's that's like a red flag you know like I need mm. to I need to like look at myself most of all and like see like okay um what am I doing that's like kind of 
like making history repeat itself Mm -hmm. so I was like all right you know what I've like I've come like I don't have that community that really can like be like oh yo like that guy nah like that doesn't look good you know and so like I really and it's not the only purpose but really just the purpose is like how do I also give back right and how like I don't just need to be look look to be poured into but also how do I pour into other people because it's like you know you can you can be a lone wolf for your whole life and 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 what are you living for you know Mm -hmm. and so um so yeah yeah then just I think that's one the biggest thing community and then like yeah if God brings the right person that could build a legacy that will add to what that future is you know like um and not selflessly just on my side but what I can also give to them then yeah like it'll be I think it'll be dope like (laughs) I don't know if that answers the question but yeah. yeah yeah no it does it does, it does. And, um i think the word legacy is a really like um big word in the sense that it it encapsulates mm-hmm. a lot of things right like when i think of legacy yeah. i think of like how will you be remembered right mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and that to me the way i think about it it ties into like serving people right serving yeah. people is how is a way to be remembered you can remember that mm-hmm. someone that serves people or that didn't serve people so it sounds That's like right. for you the destination is a place where you are immersed in serving people and mm-hmm. that's in a community that is all about that and you're all about that and that's like your sole mm-hmm. purpose in life and you're getting a, a level of gratification that I am in fact helping people so I want to ask you um mm-hmm. knowing what the destination kind of looks like um, a lot of it is like we talked about the specific parts of it, right? Where you're like you want to work for this type of organization, doing this type of work. Um, but a lot of it is also abstract. Um, abstract mm-hmm. is not the right word. Kind of like you know, it's not specific. It's kind of like yeah. I just want to be doing good. I want to be helping community. I want to be you know, I want to be mm-hmm. building a legacy that I could be proud of. That kind of thing. Um, and I'm just wondering, how will you know when you get there? It's all. I think it's always going to be about my character, like. Mm. who I am it's not really going to be what I've accomplished it's like who I am in 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 each and every moment of like life right like each phase of life mm-hmm. it's like if have I turned into a salty woman bitter woman who doesn't have a man like you know in, in five years if I don't have a man am I going to be some bitter woman no like I'm going to be content with where God has me um regardless of <laughs> who where wh- wh- like if I have someone or not right in, mm-hmm. in that aspect in the personal aspect right or um if I'm working in an internationally um as a diplomat whatever like okay if, what if I'm still working as a budget analyst okay like you know who am I you know like what is like what is the content of my character in the sense of like am I um am I giving 100% or am I quiet quitting or you know like I don't want to turn into like a a lesser person of who I am currently, right? And so like that that like the character aspect is the biggest thing for me, and just being someone that's full of integrity, respect, love, and like just ser- like serving others, right? And so if I as long as like those are part of my character and it's like you know continually growing in that aspect, and my character is continually growing, um, then like I think I like I've I've always gonna be content where I am no matter where I am or what you know like in five mm-hmm. years it's like I'm still a budget you know that's okay you know I think as long as I'm growing and like I think that's the biggest part right if we're growing we're probably not going to be in the same place we are where five years ago so mm-hmm. there's really no worries regardless of where I will be or what job I will have but like growth is this way as long as you're you're um constantly like kind of have the mindset of I'm not perfect and there's always a lot of work to be done. And then like you have that desire to grow at the same time, you know? So yeah, yeah I don't know. I, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. That was like, abstract. no, so. that was perfect. I like how you put it that, you know, your character is part of the destination. Your character is mm-hmm. part of your legacy, you know, like I feel yeah. like the destination is such like a nebulous thing. Like what does it really mean? <laughs> um, right, and we right. all know like the whole thing of like the future isn't promised like you've alluded to before. Like we don't know. Mm-hmm. Just, honestly, you can plan and plan and plan and plan all you want, but mm-hmm. you just don't know where you'll end up. But what you can right. kind of control is like your character through it all and trying mm-hmm. your best to at least hold certain um, aspects of yourself that you hold dear. You want to keep that mm-hmm. standard up so i really love how you you put that um yeah very yeah, very beautifully said 
And, you know, just want to thank you for sharing a little bit about yourself with us and your destination and some of your dreams and aspirations and all of it. It's been very um, aspirational. No, that's not what I'm looking for. Inspirational, not aspirational. Inspirational um, and very powerful. And, you know, I know that our listeners and ourselves will be able to listen to this and be like, a lot of a lot of um a lot of gems were dropped so yeah you know, thank, thank you. you for dropping thank them. you no it's been an honor i appreciate you guys and yeah like um man we, we need to do this more often just have yes. some coffee even like yes. <laughs> have some yes. more conversations yeah 100 100 percent agree um but yeah no thank you so much thank you for listening to this episode here's a little preview of our next episode Make sure that you have your notifications turned on so you don't miss it. This gift that I have, it's rare. And like, if I if I recognize like almost the scarcity of it, I think it'll remind me that like, bro, you're trying to dim this thing so that you can be like everybody else. But like, what is the point? It's like hiding this gem so you can hold a rock. Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know it's like it's like show off the gem like show off what it is that you you are so good at <laughs>